0: Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm Steve. I'm Travis. And Happy New Year's Eve, or if you're listening to this tomorrow, Happy New Year's. We're just here. We're going to talk about... Uh, uh, Travis and I are going to talk about a movie we've both seen. I'm going to talk about a movie I've seen. But before we get that started, how you doing, Travis?
1: Oh, Stephen, I can't complain. We... Went from uh, negative weather to, uh, you know, touching the 50s lately, so it feels like summertime almost again. I, <laughs> I'm in heaven.
0: That's, How about that's, you? Uh, you know, I, I, uh, it rained. It rained today. Oh, no. Yeah, so I had to keep my window closed for most of the day. Oh, um, ugh. Celebrating a birthday today. We're going to jump right into birthdays.
1: Okay. Oh, boy. Better get sharp. Get Mr. Ready.
0: Val Kilmer. Mad Mardigan himself. Ice. ice. Ice man. Ice man.
1: I was going to do the teeth chomp, but I actually have a, have a real phobia about my teeth cracking, so I'm not going to do that.
0: Doc Holliday. Uh, Doc,
1: Doc yeah, there you go. That's a reference I understand. I got
0: guns. I, can, I got, got the consumption. I got, I got two guns. <laughs> one, for the each of
1: one for each of you. One for each uh, of you. I mean, he did. Uh, for, Top Gun Maverick is so good, I, I almost said, like, didn't he die? <laughs> uh, he he did
0: Top Gun Maverick.
1: Uh, let's see. I don't know. He's not as old as I think he is, probably, but 58.
0: 63. Ah. Celebrating a birthday today, Miss BB Newworth. Oh. That's Fraser's girlfriend yeah, from Cheers. okay.
1: Yeah, I was like, I always try to pronounce that babe. But... I think
0: it's funny because everybody knows her from that, and I know her. From Chicago on Broadway, uh,
1: she's in. Uh, she's in other stuff. now I'm blanking on it. I feel like she's the boss and How to Lose a Guy in Ten weight in Ten Days. Yeah,
0: uh, she might be. How old do you think it, she is though?
1: Um, I don't know. I'll say she's probably around the same age as Val Kilmer, or um, uh, so, 64.
0: Oh, he's spot on. Yes, 64, celebrating a birthday today, uh, Mr. James Remar.
1: James Remar I got the dogs yeah. riled up with that one you're to gonna know my you're sleeves. gonna know
0: you're gonna know James Remar is Dexter Morgan's father
1: okay yeah yeah he's a he's really been great in a bunch of other stuff. sex in the he, city too sure and, and he was also
0: he was also in the quest and he was also in the phantom and he was supposed to be in aliens but he had a drinking problem
1: yeah I feel like ever since I've seen Dexter I just see this guy pop up everywhere he, he's he's great and he yeah. definitely has a certain character that he feels nicely
0: how old do you think he is how
1: currently? old do I think he is um I don't know I feel like mm, I don't know sometimes it seems like they're going in order numbers wise but maybe not he's in that same wheelhouse maybe a little even older 67 69. ooh, ooh great day great great year for that guy
0: celebrating a birthday today I believe I am correct on the billing mr okay. or, or not mr sir ben kingsley
1: ah gandhi himself he, yeah um, i
0: believe he is a sir i believe i i might be wrong but yeah that's right that's totally
1: if he's not we can i'm not gonna get in trouble for calling him a sir i don't think
0: i think he would appreciate it
1: yeah uh, he wouldn't
0: ben hit me up last podcast you want gmail.com
1: he's he's got to be getting up there 74
0: 79
1: Oh, and yeah, celebrating
0: okay. a birthday today I know it's correct on this Sir Anthony Hopkins
1: They the same birthday?
0: popular birthdays today
1: Oh They're both New Year's Eve babies too That's crazy Hmm uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins uh, well, The only poss- person who could possibly be a better actor On this list than uh, Fucking Ben, King- ben Kingsley I don't know. 82. 85. 85. All right. How, about, how about
0: Mr. Tim Matheson?
1: Tim Matheson.
0: Also celebrating a birthday today.
1: What? Wait. Okay. Confirm for me who that is.
0: Uh, that is Otter from uh, Animal House. That is Van Wilder's father from <laughs> yeah, From,
1: yeah, yeah. from,
0: from I, National Lampoon's Van Wilder. No,
1: from Van Wilder, more unfortunately. Unfortunately, I love that movie. Uh,
0: Even though, even though, if it weren't for uh, National Lampoon's Animal House, Van Wilder would have never been a thing.
1: That's yeah, you can pretty solidly say that. That's that's it. It
0: it is fact because the actual title of Van Wilder is National Lampoon's Van Wilder,
1: right? And National
0: Lampoon's first movie was Animal House.
1: Yeah, and then they lost. I mean, National Lampoons doesn't even mean what it used to mean anymore. Like they lost the actual ownership of that, and Van Wilder. Maybe the Rise of Taj is the last halfway decent thing they put out. no' I'd it's, say, it's I'd like, say
0: I'd say Van Wilder,
1: but yeah, Rise of Taj is.
0: I mean, the, the the Pie films aren't bad either, but I I think by oh I don't think those are National Lampoons, so don't mind me. I'm um, Tim Matheson. How old is he turning today?
1: I'll say he's a ripe old 68. 75. Fuck me. Goddamn. giving everybody too much credit.
0: Celebrating a birthday today, Mr. Michael McDonald from Mad TV. Stewart himself. Stop it. No. Let me do it. Let me do it. Look what I can do.
1: Oh, boy. Uh... I don't know. 59.
0: Oh, so close. 58.
1: Ah, okay. So
0: close. 58. That. My God. Not a bad
1: round for me. A lot of them within and five years. Of one.
0: That is it of, of the people you are going to recognize. Uh, today would have been Mr. John Denver's birthday. That John Denver's full Mr. of shit. Mr.
1: Sunshine on my goddamn, goddamn shoulders.
0: shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be damned if merrill haggard didn't pull out a lighter right there and write that award right on fire yeah like gonna, i just like, I do, like I, do exactly, on fire. I do exactly i do exactly what's your fucking quote right there i love that movie all right travis before we get into the movies let's get into the top six. Oh yeah yeah uh, coming in at number six this week black panther wakanda forever with 3.5 million dollars we got Not bad, by-
1: right? what two months in theaters now uh, I think so.
0: We got violent night also with 3.5 million. So probably just a little bit above that coming in at number four, we got Babylon with 3.6. I'm actually kind of bummed to see that uh, so low on the list because uh, I really enjoyed it as we will be talking about it relatively soon. Uh, you don't
1: enjoy much. So that says something
0: I enjoy a lot, Travis. I just don't, <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> I don't follow the bullshit tropes that you like. Uh, coming in at number three, uh, a movie that I do want to see in the theater, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, with $48 eight oh, million. Yes. Somehow, number two, with $12 million, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish.
1: Somehow? I mean, that's and a popular franchise.
0: Coming in at number one, with $63 million, Avatar, The Way of Water.
1: Hmm, because they needed to make a, like a fuck ton of money to make their money back on that, right? Uh,
0: I guess I, I'm not sure.
1: Are they um, on pace?
0: I I do not know because I don't know how much the movie cost. I'm not gonna. Look. We can look. We can talk about that. I'll tell you what. Tell you what. Let's actually talk about the history of Avatar on the next episode. I'm dead serious. I'm not. I'm not. We'll look into how much the movie cost to make, how much it made on its original run. Uh, the movie that took it down. Uh, the movie that it took down uh, and we'll talk about the new movie and how much it took to make how long it's been between and how much it's made so far and we'll do a little segment on that is that cool
1: okay yeah hell yeah perfect, perfect. i'm not guess gonna watch what movie it I'm, took down. Not, I'm not
0: gonna i'm not it took down titanic I'm not going to.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like from week to week box office. Oh,
0: no, 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 no. I was just talking about the movie that initially took it down. Oh, actually. Well, yeah, it's like yeah, zombie yeah.
1: Zombieland might have been. I can't remember. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, either way, <clears throat> coming out to the box office this week, uh, January 4th to the 6th, we have uh, A Man Called Otto, uh, which is the new Tom Hanks film. Uh, we have the creepy horror sci-fi thriller, Megan, uh, which I'm very interested in seeing. I'm not going to lie. It's intriguing. Uh, and and uh, Women Talking. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly what that one's about, but I think I saw the trailer for it.
1: That's, a, saw, that's a movie about 90s comedians. Uh, sequel will be Women Shopping. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know.
0: with that, uh, let's get into trailers. As I did go and see Babylon... Uh, I do not remember the night I saw it. Oh, funny enough, I saw a trailer for Women Talking, and I do not remember the trailer. Um, well, you're a I, man,
1: so you probably tuned it out or something.
0: I, I went and saw, I was kind of stoned. I went and saw Babylon uh, probably the night after Christmas and uh, got some great trailers. Uh, we got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, I'm very excited for this new Indiana Jones You could stand there and shake your head, no, but I'm very excited for this new Indiana Jones film. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do and how they're ha- going to handle it.
1: Let it die,
0: let you die, let it go. Um, <laughs> hey, do I me will. solid,
1: do me, me solid, my...
0: Chavis, do me solid. Get in your car, drive to Home Depot, buy some wood, build a bridge. Get the fuck over it. Uh, then we had a trailer for a movie called uh, Ch- Chalvalier, uh, Chalvalier, C H uh, E V A L I E R. So
1: more like Chevalier.
0: I should really put descriptions after watching these trailers so I know what they are instead of just saying, I watched these trailers. Uh, that's something that I can start doing. Women talking, Cocaine Bear. Cool. Magic Mike 3, the final dance. I think it's called the Final Dance. What? Uh A Man Called Otto, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and two films that I am super excited for. We get the teaser trailer for Scream 6 showing that we are moving out of Woodsboro and going to New York City. What? <laughs> I mean, in reality, though, we moved out of Woodsboro because Scream Three was Hollywood, so not they're trying. To, you're trying to that. act like it's all original and new, and like, no, 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 we did <laughs> it like three films ago. Like, you're you're good. I'm not um, that
1: well ingrained in the Scream franchise, and, apparently.
0: And oh my gosh, I have got to look up just so I can have the full the full cast for for this fucking movie. Okay, here we go. It is called eighty for Brady now I don't I'm not a oh
1: dude yeah we I saw a commercial I, for this I, I'm not
0: a shit. sports guy but you get Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally field, and Lily Tomlin as four women that decide to go to the Super Bowl and oh my god I just I'm so I just it's so I'm so excited for it it's
1: confusing to me as someone who's Somewhat tapped into the sports world because Brady's been gone from Tampa or from uh, New England for so long, but sure, they're all sure. like clearly wearing the, his Patriots stuff, and go, so I'm like, how long well, ago did they film this? Did they like film this pre-COVID? And like, well, <laughs> you
0: have to, you have to also, of it. You have to also think that these are women that are in their 80s. So when they were fans of Dreamy Brady, it was probably when he was with the Pats.
1: He's still dreamy, though. They would still okay. be fans of him. I,
0: I, lo- I love the bit where, where I think it's Jane Fonda has the love story with Gronk. I think Rob Gronkski is so fucking hilarious.
1: He is funny. I, I, I do agree. Um, and I'm glad to see when he, anytime he shows up in the commentator's booth or at a halftime analysis, because he, he says some shit. He's fucking, he's a funny guy.
0: Uh, but uh, Babylon in its own right was three hours and nine minutes and it it did not disappoint for me it did not disappoint it's a very slow burn film which mm-hmm. is what i like sometimes i like a very slow burn of a movie uh, i enjoy it and i like this... a
1: slow burning joint personally but yeah Aha!
0: and this movie didn't disappoint like great great three separate stories and I'm going to actually look up the third actor's name because I wanted to get it right. So there's a great story with Brad Pitt as Jack, Con- uh, Jack Conrad. Uh, a great course. story with uh, Margot Robbie uh, as Nellie Leroy, which also coincides with Dago Colava as Manny Torres. Uh, they do, do really great. And then... <clears throat> uh, I,
1: love, I love Margot Robbie.
0: Jovan Adepo plays uh, a trumpet player named Sidney Palmer. Uh, and there's a great side story with him as well. Uh, and in my eyes, it's three separate stories that intertwine. In reality, it, it's kind of four with uh, uh, Manny and uh, Nelly, but they do a lot together through it. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I just, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very well filmed, well, uh, a very well done film. Uh, great script, amazing cinematography. Uh, the older I get, the more. I'm able to look at the scenery and the way scenes are shot, while also paying attention to what's being said and just having more of an appreciation for it. Um, and it's
1: just—it's just—it's
0: just a bonkers film, man. It's just a bonkers film, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Travis, uh, Chris, no, kind
1: of- I'm glad to hear you say that. I—I I truly am one of those. That's uh, Maybe I used to be a little over the top of it back in high school when everybody liked to be more pretentious. But I love, yeah, cinematography is so crucial to me. And even like it's funny going back, like it holds up over time. Like I watch old westerns sometimes that were just shot. So you look at them and it's just like, it transcends the film that it was shot on because it looks so good. It's just like, how is this 50-year-old movie? And I watch, like, a low-budget shit, and it just drives me so crazy when the production value is not there, the cinematography, or it's just, like, a super well-lit stage, and it's, like... You just,
0: you just watch those old spaghetti westerns.
1: It's distracting. Well, I was watching uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I'm not sure if that technically qualifies as spaghetti, but... Uh, No, I totally agree, and definitely, like, I took a lot of broadcasting and some types of film classes in college, and yeah, the appreciation for that, it just so enhances uh, films, and I I can unfortunately let it detract when when a film doesn't give it enough uh, (laughs) enough time or value, because it really is important to me, Um, so that makes me excited to go see this. Damien Chazelle, I think that's the guy that did La 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 Land, and uh, he's done some other really good shit, so excellent well i'm glad that i was able to help
0: assist that um
1: yeah uh i saw uh speaking of brad pitt i just watched bullet train on netflix and i really liked it it was fun it could have been i don't know (laughs) like i'm not gonna complain about it it was a lot it had a lot more laughs in it than i expected uh but had like a just a really great like I don't know. It was like a cross between a Tarantino and a Guy Ritchie movie to me, but the best parts of them. And it was like super fun. Sometimes it did get like super serious, but the tone never really took it out of like the the laughs and, you know, quips mid fight. And Brad Pitt is such a, a good like uh, fighter using his surroundings because he doesn't have weapons on him. And I just love a lot of fight scenes where people are like. Grab and shit or like, oh, I slammed your hand in this, and there's a lot of like really clever fight the choreography quiet, quiet on the train. train.
0: Quiet train scene is really good. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that that movie, that movie's just got <laughs> such a great cast of people. And the way everything plays out, uh, I love it so much. Um, I, I I don't I know I talked about it on the show. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I saw that movie the day after my dad passed. So being being able to deal with death and then being able to go and watch a movie in which death happens, but I'm able to laugh and, and enjoy it was was something that, that was great and enjoyable for me. <clears throat> uh, one thing yeah. I'll say is uh, the whole reason there's, there's a cameo in this movie in which Brad Pitt, and I don't want to give away the cameo, okay. there's a cameo in Bullet Train in which Brad Pitt oh does a cameo in the film in which the other person stars. And if you, if you know movies that we've talked mm, about, mm-hmm.
1: I know who okay, I know what what you're talking about, because there's a couple of cameos it. in bullet. Sure, train. sure, sure.
0: And, and it's great because that cameo happened in the other movie, because I believe, I believe it's because of the, the time that was spent on bullet train and oh, the fun. it's, it's one or the other. They had so much fun just with the cameo that they had that they put the other person in there. I'm being real cryptic and an asshole about it. No, it's, no. It,
1: it sucks because I know exactly what you're talking about, and I do agree that if we said the other movie, it would be really obvious, which would suck because it was so great in Bullet Train, this cameo. The yeah. other one in the other film was much longer. and gets, but
0: No, I just use the rest this, of my brain. Um, so after, <laughs> uh, on Christmas Day, uh, Knives Out, Uh, or Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, uh, Mm -hmm. was released on Netflix. We have both had the chance to sit down and watch it. Travis, I will let you take the floor first on your thoughts on Glass Onion.
1: Uh, I'm a big Ryan Johnson fan and uh, have been since Brick. So I was looking forward to this one. I sat down and watched it with Weslin and her and I were just... I mean, the cast immediately enthralls you, like... I mean, fucking Batista. I love seeing him in anything. Uh, Whiskey was played by, ah, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she's the main character in Outer Banks, which is one of the best shows on Netflix running right now. Uh, I'll check in on her name. But I mean. Whiskey? Yeah, the girl, Batista's girlfriend. Oh. Instagram. She's a model influencer.
0: The only people in the film that I did not know was Whiskey and uh, Catherine Haynes' assistant.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, I guess I didn't recognize her either. But you're right. It's so star-studded with Ed Norton. And then even uh,
0: Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke wasn't even scheduled to appear in the film, wasn't even cast in the film. He happened to be in the area in like Morocco or wherever because he was because he because he was filming Moon Knight.
1: No kidding.
0: And he had the day off and filmed that scene in a day.
1: Dude, yeah, that scene, when he comes out, I could not, I was like, what the fuck, there's already so many people.
0: (laughs) So hard for Ethan Hawke.
1: And I was like, we're not going to see him again, are we? Nope. Him and his long-haired, like, villain phase is a fucking renaissance that I am here for. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just sets up a great mystery with these cool puzzle boxes sent out to all the friends to get invited to Ed Norton's private island. Uh, yeah, and the chick in the bathrobe, decides not to uh, bother with solving the puzzle, just cracks it open with a hammer. Back. And it works, so maybe not the best puzzle box. There should be, you know, consequences
0: Janelle, to Janelle, Janelle Monae does so good in this movie. She's so awesome. Oh. We're not, but, folks, folks, as always, we're not really going to get into a lot of the details. We'd love... We'd love to, but we want to give you a spoiler-free uh, chance because we yeah. know that life—we know that life moves fast, and you don't always have time to do what you want. Um, Travis, uh, as I almost get to mine, do you feel that Glass Onion was comparable or better than Knives Out?
1: I enjoyed and, and it. Which
0: Which one do you like more?
1: I liked Glass Onion better than the first Knives Out, but I I do admit I wanna go back and watch the first knives out again because I don't know. I had a, I, I enjoy Daniel Craig's character a lot more in this for some reason. And I don't know if it's now that I've seen No Time to Die and like been able to kinda of like close that chapter of,
0: <laughs> of my life
1: with Daniel Craig, like I feel like now have I'm you like, only Damn, seen, he's fucking good.
0: Have you only seen Knives Out once?
1: Yeah, I saw it like when they put it on Prime right oh, wow. after it came out. Oh, wow. Then... You
0: should definitely revisit it. Because I will say, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Glass Onion. Uh, I thought it was a very enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into exact details, uh, but key sure. elements that happen within the movie, I'll talk to you about it afterwards, key elements that happened in the movie I actually catch and caught on right away uh but I just watch things and my brain ticks differently than everyone I mean everyone's brain ticks differently than everyone Sure but I just I I, I caught certain things and I very much enjoyed it I'm going to sit down and rewatch it again but I could tell you right now even before my second rewatching of it I do enjoy Knives Out more I I saw Knives Out twice in the theater I unfortunately okay. yeah I unfortunately didn't have the chance uh, to catch Glass Onion in the theater because I was sick. I wasn't feeling well. I didn't want to spread it to anybody else. I was being Smart. considerate instead of inconsiderate. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Great cast. Great thing. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the Gong because as yeah, we were, I was going to ask
1: if you. <laughs>
0: I watched the credits to figure it out. I watched the credits. So uh,
1: you're good. You're good, as... my man.
0: As we we do, he's uh, in
1: every single fucking Ryan Johnson movie. He is. So, um, but uh, I was yeah. gonna say definitely worth watching, and I do agree. Uh, it was a good enough mystery that Wesley and I got were heated up on the the genre uh, that we went back and watched because he had only seen bits and pieces of Death on the Nile, so we went back and watched that because he that wanted to good. watch it. Uh, and I do agree, like it was a lot. Yeah, for I don't know, you and I are more observing we lost a lot of fucking movies and a lot of mysteries and stuff but i do feel like yeah the, the mystery aspect of knives we'll out talk. or glass onion wasn't the strongest part of that movie like it was so enjoyable but that part was like compared to we'll, death we'll talk we'll app talk,
0: we'll, talk, <laughs> well you also have to remember that two different authors you you ryan johnson wrote uh knives out and the glass onion Death on the Nile is written by Agatha Christie right. from like yeah. the 19 somethings. And
1: she's like a masterclass, like. Big facts, big facts. You're right. You're No, no you're right. I'm sorry. I'm not, no, so I'm no, not no. throwing shade at it necessarily. I'm saying they're both murder
0: mysteries, but it's, it's apples and oranges. And in my, in my book, it's Led Zeppelin to Pink Floyd. It's just two different. Yes, they are both murder mysteries, but one of them is, is just a pure murder mystery. Whereas the other one is a murder entertainment. Ryan Johnson writes this with with humor and with with insight and all of this. Whereas when Agatha Christie wrote it, yes, there is some humor, but it's the the early nineteen hundreds humor, which is yeah. much different than the humor that we have nowadays. So it's just two different aspects of of yes, murder mystery. Uh, but as as we do continue, uh, we are closing out the year. And we are here. Well, to
1: huh, mere hours away.
0: <laughs> we we are here to talk about our top five films of 2022. Travis, I'm going to go ahead and allow you to start. Uh, we're going to start at number five, working our Thank way you. all the Thank way to you. number one. Yeah, yeah. I was going to
1: suggest that, obviously.
0: It's because I, I appreciate you, uh, but I swear to God, you're not taking my number one. Um, what is your number five? You don't need to get a lot into it um uh but but a little bit of a reasoning of why it's placed on on where it is and what is your number five of 2022
1: uh my number five starring uh bj novak vengeance i really thought it was a a really well done film with a really interesting perspective and something to say and i think that it was you know for a directorial debut it was exceedingly good And it was just one of the most original things I saw all year. Kept me captivated, kept me like really bought into the story in this town and and just everything that was going on. And, um, yeah, I think that it's one of the more underrated films of this year as well uh, because I don't really hear people talking about it.
0: There you go, Vengeance, uh, written, starring, directed by uh Ryan, yeah, the intern. (laughs) Right, instead of the fire. That's right. Uh, my number three uh, is a movie I really enjoyed. I recently bought it on Vudu. I've only seen it once in the theater. Uh, it's it's building up. It's low on my list because it's building up so much for me to watch it again because it drew so much emotion from my personal life. And that's Clerks 3. Everything else I, I loved just as much, but Clerks 3, uh, it 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 made me face things in my life that I didn't necessarily want to face.
1: Well, yeah, sometimes uh, that can happen when you're watching a movie, and it can be definitely a lot, and it can be overwhelming for sure, because movies have a powerful effect, especially when you really get sucked into a world that you're a part of, and then... <laughs> Yeah, it can be a lot of emotion to process. I've I've fallen victim to it many times. Nobody nobody prepped me for Moana, and it was recently after my grandmother had passed away, and I Ooh, just well, that's a loss. I, I w- sure. did not see it coming. What's sure? And I'm gonna tear up right now just thinking about it. And so oh, I, I understand I that
0: tearing up. So I'm, I'm wearing glasses. Yeah, What's your number four? Okay. <laughs> What's your number
1: four? All right, number four, the black phone. Speaking of Ethan Hawke and his uh, villain phase, this is also one of the more original films that I've seen. Now, I know technically it may have been released, like, it didn't come out until summer of 2022. Like, when you look it up, it says 2021, but it came out this oh, year. Oh,
0: no, it came out, it came out
1: 2022. Uh, and uh, just a, written by, uh, or based off a short story by Stephen King, Sanjo Hill, and just, like, super cool... S- definitely not like jump scares or like horror scary but like very fucking eerie and disturbing but also like had one of the most satisfying resolutions to a film that i've seen in a long time because i feel like that can be or people are making it look tough these days as far as <laughs> ending a film like like i would like it with uh satisfi- um but this one really blew me away with the performances in it the the way it was written, just a uh, great setting, and I—I I don't know. There's not much else to say. Uh, I'm trying to find up the uh, the guy who wrote this screenplay's name because I listened to his podcast. So it was really cool to uh, see Robert Cargill.
0: Okay, okay. Um, uh,
1: really Black, surprised to see his name in the credits.
0: <laughs> Black Phone. Black Phone's a great one. Um, for my number four, uh, also a comedy. Uh, based off of a novelization of a series of novels. Uh, You could call it a continuation in the Chevy Chase series from the 1980s to 1990s, I believe. Uh. Uh, But that is Confess Fletch, uh, in which uh, John Hamm takes on the role of Irwin M. Fletcher. Uh, I very much enjoyed Confess Fletch. I saw it in a theater uh, with two other people. Uh, in which one other person will have to once during the film, and I really wondered what's wrong with the world. Um, I very much, I very much enjoyed Confess, Fletch. I thought it was a very funny movie. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's on, it's it's on Vudu now, but I refuse to pay uh, over a certain amount for a movie, regardless of how fresh or how old they are. Uh, so I will wait for it to go on sale um, because I'm not paying. 1799 for King Ralph from nineteen ninety one with John Goodman. Uh so yeah, Confess Fletch is my number four film. Travis, what's your number three?
1: Uh yeah, I wish I could speak more to that. Uh, maybe I should check out the original Fletches because then I think I like John Hamm a lot. So I think I could get into Confess Fletch or you think I should go there. You think I should watch this and it might make me want to watch the Chevy Chase ones? Uh,
0: I I grew up on the Chevy Chase ones, so I was really excited going into Confess. Uh in it it's it's I'd kind of say it's almost in the same wheelhouse of humor. Um it it's that's a that's a real tough one, I'll be honest. To, to Is there one
1: called Fletch Lives? Yeah, it, it's
0: Fletch and then Fletch Lives. I tried to rent too. that
1: movie at Blockbusters. I've just seen the the, the case of it <laughs> so many times and I tried to get my family. Nobody else ever interested. I don't know what drew me to it so much, but it's
0: because it's 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 Chevy Chase and he's just got all these random outfits on, and you're just like, What's this goofy stuff?
1: I yeah, it he, intrigued me greatly.
0: Sure, sure. It's a great one. Uh Travis, what's your number three?
1: Uh, my number three is actually Clerk's three. I fucking could not get enough of this film. It would be a lot higher on my list Have the one knock against it. And the one knock that you can say for any Kevin Smith film as of late is that uh, they tend to be you know, geared towards the US, US universe and just like fan driven films. Which I am a fan, so I'm okay with. It. <laughs> but certainly, it may not have such a big effect if you're not as like much of a fan as Clerks and Clerks Two, and like just a fan in general of Kevin Smith and the franchise and understanding his personal story and. Uh, but in
0: but in reality, why would you go see a movie called Clerks Three if you have never seen Clerks, let alone Clerks Two?
1: That's I'm, true.
0: I I'm not I'm not gonna go say oh cars 3 is out i've never seen cars or cars 2 but i'll just go check out this one i mean some people might do that in which there you should be expecting to walk in on references to the other two movies that
1: that's true yeah absolutely so, if you're at star wars episode 3 you're you're going to be fucking confused yeah, if you, you, should, you yeah, haven't seen yeah, one yeah. two yeah, so. uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it does seem like people are, have lost their goddamn minds when it comes to, like, their expectations with films and these shit these days and the way they try to, like... I think people just want to be hypercritical because they think it'll make it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, th- this movie is so good. So many great fucking laughs, so many great callbacks. Not only within the film, but within the franchise. And, yeah, absolutely... Uh, it made me ball the first two times, and then the third time in person with Kevin Smith, I still... I, even... I'm
0: going to cry. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to cry every time I watch that movie. There is not going to be a single time that I watch that movie that I will not at least shed some tears.
1: I, I cried you- in more parts yeah. in the third one, because like like seeing stuff that I had already seen and like feeling the crowd react to me and then being like, oh, and i am be like, oh, just you wait, man. It's going to get so, and like, God damn it, I'm thinking about it. Like, whoa, it's not there yet. Hold on. It was like, it was very interesting and somewhat cathartic experience to watch it with such a big crowd of all of his disciples. Uh, So I rank it highly on my list. It was a cool birthday experience and a great film. I definitely recommend that everyone watch it and buy tissues first.
0: Uh, my number three uh, is a movie that I bought tickets for on a like ten thirty showing that I didn't realize the movie was like damn near three hours long.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, and that's I'm, I'm so old now. I'm like, oh god, I couldn't.
0: <laughs> that's the Batman.
1: Oh fuck!
0: I really, yeah. I, I this this is one of my my. Uh, this is, this is one of my favorite incarnations of Batman. Um, probably, probably my third favorite Batman over, uh, Bale and Keaton or under Bale. It goes Bale, Keaton. Well, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. It goes like,
1: isn't
0: Keaton, Keaton, top Keaton. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause Keaton is my number one Batman and Christian Bale is my number one. Bruce Wayne.
1: I have those flip-flopped because it's, Crazy. it's, it's, it's
0: yeah, because they're two different people. Uh so for ba- Batmans, it goes it goes Michael Keaton and then Christian Bale is my second favorite Batman. And then and then Robert Pattinson just knocked it out of the fucking park. Paul Dano killed it as the Riddler. Uh it, just such an amazing cast all around. Uh such a fun ride, such a great experience. Uh I'm very much hoping uh that they make another one of these. Uh, hopefully with not the joker is the bad guy.
1: Yeah, we've I mean we've a discussion. Yeah. He's got so many villains. Just just pick a different one.
0: Travis, what's <laughs> your number two?
1: Uh my number two and I really had to debate back and forth because this one uh I feel like actually could have been my number one for the year. Uh, I did only see it once and I my number three I saw multiple times, and my number one I saw three times in theaters as well. So it's kinda uh but it just came out the Fablemans. The, uh, the the faux semi-biopic of uh, Steven Spielberg with uh, appearances from, again, Paul Dano, who Paul Dano. is a, at an absolute powerhouse. Mm-hmm. He has been since Little Miss Sunshine and, well, I guess even since The Girl Next Door. Although he might have been a Little Miss Sunshine first. I can't remember that timeline. But either way, girl tremendous actor. He's,
0: he's the Girl Next Door was his first theatrical appearance
1: really cool story to watch. And I think just for me having the personal connection of me and my childhood best friend that just, you know, I got a camera for Christmas and we just made so many films and I did so many goofy things and having to try to edit them on the camera because you don't have real equipment and, you know, doing special effects in whatever way you can and doing, you know, wipes and terrible transitions because that's all that you have available to you and just like finding your own kind of art form and and watching like watching him be like even better than I could imagine with even like way more rudimentary equipment than I had is just so crazy. It was just so much fun. It was one of those, I don't know, I just kept like kind of sitting up in my seat and just like, I was just really cherishing the whole time watching it and just like getting to like live vicariously through (laughs) this kid making his own movies and then rather than just hiding him or showing him to one or two people, showing him to a whole group of people. Which I never would have had the courage to do, uh, so was, I just had a, a lot of fun with it, and a lot of deeper themes and more going on in the movie than that, but that was that was my main connection, and I just I haven't had a had such a good time in the theater as I'd had watching that in a while. Excellent,
0: that's good. that's good. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but uh, it is one that I am interested in, in checking out. Uh, my number, my number two was a little lower on your list. My number two is the black phone.
1: It's tough for the top five, man. I didn't I, want to put the I, black phone as high as I did.
0: I love this movie. i watched i I have watched this movie since it came out on streaming. When it came out, when it first came out on Voodoo, I bought it right away. Um, and I watched it probably three or four times within the first month of it coming out. Uh, I've watched it every I've watched it twice, like every month that like I just play it as a background movie. Like, it's just so good. Like
1: the first two, three, the first
0: two, three times I saw it twice in the theater.
1: Yeah, I think I might have seen it twice in the theater, too.
0: I saw it twice in the theater. And the the first two times I rewatched it, I caught things that I didn't catch the first time around that are just like what i would consider obvious but like you don't really really know yeah 100%. Second time i watched it and by this point if you haven't seen it screw yourself i'm giving it this this stuff away uh second time i watched it i caught when the kid gets out of the basement and goes to the front door when he's walking in between the kitchen to the front door max's board with the bo- with the maps and everything is leaning right against the wall
1: yeah, because he's trying to find the, yeah. But, think...
0: the, but but the thing is, is, is I didn't catch the first time around mm-hmm. the transition when they go from Max and they just go straight through the basement floor into the basement where the kid is, which I also caught the second time around. I did not realize like, oh shit, they're legitimately just showing us that he's in that house.
1: Yeah, when I watched it with Wesley, I I had that same, like, oh my god, that is a great fucking transition.
0: And then (laughs) it's right after that that he gets out, that he goes through the living room, and they show the board between a wall and a chair. And it's facing the camera. So if you don't, I didn't, once again, didn't catch it the first time, because you're so enthralled with the film. You're so intense into what is going on, like, is he going to get out, that that. I didn't notice it, but I, the silly shit that I noticed in Glass Onion. Uh So my number two uh, is Black Phone. Travis? Okay. We're down to it. What is your number one movie of 2022?
1: Well, we talked about this in pre-recording, that we only had one discrepancy on our list as far as content overall, and that was my number five, so... Uh, this one's going to be one that's a little lower on your list, and it's very high on my list, and that is The Batman. Because fuck what you say about the ending, it can't take away from those first two hours of just pure, non-stop fucking everything you could ever ask for. Brutally violent, brooding, pissed off, and looking for a way to, to make a difference in his fucking community, Batman-like. Vengeance. That isn't polished. That hasn't understand. That yeah, has no ability so far to to use his Bruce Wayne as an alter ego or to be you know uh, more philanthropic with that or make a difference with that. He's just completely consumed with becoming the Batman and like doesn't even necessarily know who who he should fight or <laughs> you know like do I try to take down crime lords? Or do I just stop beatings in the street? Like what am I? Like what am I? How do I even be effective at this, like, and watching him figure it out, and the, the reveal of the Batmobile, oh, when the, the fucking got chills through my spine, when that, <laughs> was so, in that chase that follows it, oh my god, what, Travis, we are approaching the 45 minute mark, let's
0: okay. wrap okay. up, okay,
1: yeah, I, I can jerk your... off later, all right, you, you can,
0: you can, because <laughs> I'm not going to jerk off nearly as much, to my number one, uh, which I enjoyed more than the Batman, sure, and that, of course, is everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. I took everything and put it on a bagel.
1: <laughs> that should cost more.
0: That movie is damn near perfection. That movie m- made me cry. It made me feel things. It made me feel feels. It made me feel love. It made me feel hate. It made me feel anger. It made me feel everything that you feel in your life. It made me miss the ones I loved. It made me miss the ones I had. It It is it is an amazing movie. And if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That is my number one. So going back, Travis, you got Vengeance, The Black Phone, Clerks 3, The Fablemans, and The Batman. Correct. I got Clerks 3, Confess Fletch, The Batman, The Black Phone, and everything, everywhere, all at once. Travis, as we come to a close in 2022, final parting words you'd like to leave with the listeners.
1: Take it sleazy. And I'm out.
0: And if you can take it sleazy, take it twice. Tip the veal, try the staff. Happy New Year. We love you all. Catch you then. No
1: scary anymore. If you like a show,
0: tell everyone, but if your think keep your big mouth shut. You we have to shout. a It's over!